That clap, though, that clap seemed to be, like, incredibly in sync. Yeah, and that wasn't even my hands. Hi, friends. My name is John Tabor, and you're listening to Tales to Inspire. and frazzled. Deep in the New Mexican desert, Omission and his beloved comrade the Hush try their hand at subterfuge in order to stop the progress of the American nuclear weapon project, codenamed Project Manhattan. Can the two vigilantes succeed? What will be the fallout of their actions? So we turn the page from that scene, and now we see that the art style in these panels are kind of sepia tone watercolor uh, obviously uh, this is a flashback from earlier flashback scenes that we've had in the comic book uh, or in this series i should say um, but in the top left corner there's a little yellow box that says uh 1941 uh, and i'm actually not sure where this scene is taking place so mitchell where where is this scene taking place what do we see in the yellow box and kind of explain the the panel to us yeah uh we zoom in on omission uh on the uh bunk of uh a like a homeless shelter um but instead of uh on the bunk which you kind of expect as the panels kind of goes up someone's leg and then showcases a random guy sleeping instead omission is underneath the bunk bed uh with uh like some packing material used as bedding uh as he stares up at the um upside down pitch tent of the form of the individual who's just kind of like uh like the weight kind of pressing down against the the, the cushiony soft mattress uh, against his nose uh, as he's just staring like <sighs> okay so we have this scene of omission reclining under this this person in a homeless shelter um what what happens next so you're not even on a bed you're underneath the bunk <laughs> bed 
like the bottom bunk bed just sleeping on the ground on a bunch of packing peanuts. Exactly, because people forget him, and so he kept being woken up by people like, oh, this bed's free, and then they come up and they're like, wait, who are you? And then he has to explain it, and then the moment they like get off and see and don't see him anymore, they start crawling back up onto the bunk bed to get the... <sighs> the free spot and then it's just over and over and over again no one ever checks the bottom of the bunk bed for that spot so that's where he sleeps (laughs) it's very sad (laughs) (laughs) oh omission i think um you know you're under this bed you hear maybe the door to the dormitory open um and just like footsteps kind of quiet because people are sleeping um then just a gentle knock on the bottom of the bed hey mission you there yeah he'll like turn his head his nose like squished up against the weight of the mattress above him and he's just kind of like hey how? Oh, it's late. What's, uh, is everything okay? Yes, everything is just fine. Um, are you busy right now? Is something I want to show you? Uh, no, I, can, I think I can clear my schedule. Uh, let me, uh, <laughs> just move some things around. Uh, and he'll just, like, awkwardly get out of this space underneath the bunk bed and she'll help him up yep all right schedule cleared yeah why don't you there's a um uh i've got something in the community room that uh i'm going to show you really quick if that's okay yeah like i said i uh cleared my schedule i don't think i have anything else i'm doing till about 4 a.m so we're good awesome and she'll just like kind of walk out uh quickly she's kind of excited like little bounce in her step yeah yeah and i think uh it's important to point out that uh even with the sepi tones the the washed out kind of watercolor look it's obvious to tell that this is hush from the earlier pages but she is not wearing an eye patch both her eyes are just as uh just as brown as when she when the when she opened her eyes for the first time in life days just before pink eye (laughs) (laughs) okay so you quietly walk out of this uh small crowded uh uh shoot forgot the words uh small crowded dormitory area and you turn down a hallway go towards the uh, community room and darby as hush opens the door what's what do we see uh so she's like okay you have to close your eyes for just a second i'll open the door uh, and, uh, well, close your eyes, and then I'm gonna put something on your head, and don't worry about it. It's fine. Everything's good. Uh, just trust me. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, this has never happened to me before, so let's, let's do this. What's, okay. Like a little strap, like, like something snaps on top of the head. Uh, open the door, turns on the light. Uh, and open your eyes, and it's, um... She sort of cleared the room a little bit, so it's like a table in the middle, like a couple chairs, and there's like streamers on the ceiling, kind of going. Um, there's a and there's a tiny little banner that says uh, "Happy Birthday," um, and there's like a, a a little cake uh, 
a little misshapen, um, but, you know, it has nice frosting. Um, I don't know how to bake cakes, so uh, Hush does, uh, but it's a cake that has things that cake has um, with little candles in it. Did you get me out from under my bed so that we can give you a surprise birthday party? No, not me. You. This is for you. Oh. See, it has your name on it. Uh, and she pointed at the cake and just like very crudely, there's like milk written on it. Oh. Oh, wow. This is. This is the first birthday party I've ever had. It was it was hard to um, well, there's not a lot of records for your birth, so I just picked a day. Um, and this is it's not the first time we met, but it's the first time we kind of had a conversation like a year ago. So I figured this would be a good day. No, I mean this is this is really cool. Um, what happens now? Well, you cut. You would blow out the candles and make a wish. Uh, and then we open... Well, it's kind of just me, which I'm really sorry. Um, but I did get you a present. Um, I mean, you are my only friend, so... Yeah, I mean, I uh, uh, this is great. I haven't uh, had a cake. So this is going to be great. It'll just, like, awkwardly sit down at the table and look at the candle. Yeah, so you... Uh, so you blow out the candle, and you very quietly make a wish, and don't tell anybody, because uh, apparently that means you, your wish doesn't happen, or something bad happens to you. I can't remember. Uh, I hope you like it. Yeah, this is... I'm, I'm kind of overwhelmed, because it's just... I didn't think uh, this would ever happen. This is perfect. Um, Alright, uh, and he'll close his eyes and, and blow the candle as it goes out. Alright, I, I think I did it right. Made an appropriate wish. Um, not too extravagant. Uh, definitely within the budget of the universe, I hope. Um, Yay! Okay, uh, so we eat it now? Yeah, you can have as much as you like. Uh, we'll pick it up and, like, try to smush some of it on Hush's <laughs> face. No! <laughs> and she'll just, like, uh, just, like, combat bat his hands away. I yeah. mean, she's like doing this very friendly thing, but she's also trained to kill in martial, martial combat. <laughs> roll for you initiative. Know. Let's roll. Just like... Just yeah. like <laughs> combat exchange right now. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Okay, so I think the final panel of this is Omission with an uncharacteristically wide smile on his face, mm -hmm. smearing this cake on Hush's face. And just Aww. this this cake in between them with a little trail of smoke going up and then we turn the page so y'all are in the uh, like tech center um the gadget which is just what the test bomb was called uh is just a short distance away from you y'all kind of pulled away y'all were looking at some papers but Let's go from this sweet, sweet scene to <laughs> this heartbreaking scene. I, I think we have two options here. Gosh. We live with the guilt of doing something that we try to make the world a better place. Uh, or we live with the guilt of 
not doing anything and seeing what America does with this. And you and I both know that it won't be good. You don't know. There's no way you can know what I have seen, what I have felt. Omission, this cannot be used anywhere. And Hush is going to try and view, I guess, alternate paths to see if there's any way that she could... Any path that she could take that doesn't... That would lead to the dismantling of this project, uh, the scuttling of this project, even if she doesn't make it out. Yeah, and like, what if New Mexico is no longer here? What does it do to the Electoral College? (laughs) (laughs) That is a question for Google. Um, Okay, okay. So I think you you just rolled and examined Darby. Um, So actually, instead of letting you do the thing you want to do i'm going to complicate things a little i'm very sorry no uh because as you as you go to use the uh, the fragments that are in your eye that allow you to have these visions of the future and of the past and all these delineating paths somebody calls out your name actually they call out a name it's bobby richardson dr richardson where are you uh and there's just no reply and then hush you look down at omission's name tag and you see the name dr robert richardson right there on his on the lapels of his white coat uh in all of our research who was richardson and what did he do yeah because y'all did a lot of research so um we over richardson <laughs> you over reasoned. Yes, for a month. Um, Richardson uh, did calculations. Uh, he did uh, like the minutia of wiring and mechanics and making sure everything was perfectly aligned within the gadget. Um, and so we see this text box. Richardson, Dr. Richardson, where are you? And we kind of pan over and we see this man in uh, like military khakis. Um, and, and eagle-eyed readers of Tales to Inspire would recognize this person as Colonel Leslie Groves from Dr. Fusion's Issue Zero. Um, but that has little bearing here. But uh, he starts calling out for Dr. Richardson and omission. You are Dr. Richardson. He's like looking down at his name tag. You gotta decide, Hush. All right. The ability for us to manipulate events is slowly passing through our fingers. I'm gonna buy you some time, but you gotta decide. Uh, it'll like go out to the hallway, like, "Hello, I'm Doctor Richardson." <laughs> so he's not calling you to the hallway; he's calling you towards the gadget. Oh gosh! <laughs> and so you walk towards this sphere with just wires and nodes and just this truly ugly thing um and of course it does not belie its ugly nature uh and what it was made to do um but as you walk as you walk up colonel grove says ah dr richardson uh we need you to make some final calculations and adjustments back here uh the brass wants us to test this in a couple of days out in the desert so just need you to make some final adjustments all right, excellent. Uh, looking over the parameters, um, uh, I do have to ask, what um, 
I know we are doing a test, uh, not too far off, but the inevitable final use of it. Um, could I get kind of the suggested locations because humidity as well as uh, general weather temperature and, and such like that might affect the payload and how it interacts with the environment. Um, so if you could just kind of reveal a little bit uh, concerning that, I think I could make the adjustments you want. It sounds like you are trying to gain an advantage right now, Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, when you use your abilities or skills to give yourself or your allies an advantage, describe how you do it. The EIC will tell you what to roll. So I would like for you to roll. Uh, let's roll influence. Whee! Definitely sounds like a charismatic thing that you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. He's not great at this. <sighs> All right, here we go. Um, all right. Got a seven. A seven. Okay, so on a seven, you may choose one. Uh, you make it potent. You take a plus one forward when using it. Uh, you make it ongoing, or it has no unintended consequences. Let's increase the effect. Okay, so make it potent. You're going to have a plus one forward when using this this information he's going to give you. So, um, let's see, let's see. Um, well, Dr. Richardson, you know that that, uh, that information is classified. But I can tell you this. The target committee is upstairs right now making their decision. And uh, you have... You now know where the decision is being made and where these targets are. That's your little that's yeah. your advantage. Where uh, are are there cameras here? Is are we the only one in this room? Uh, no. So there are lots okay. of different scientists and personnel everywhere. Um, but after telling you that, Colonel uh, Groves is going to say, uh, and Dr. Thompson, your tools are back there. I will leave you to it. Uh, and he walks away. Oh, excellent. Uh, we'll have and this I done. Think I think Hush, you you heard the colonel talking with Doctor Richardson. Yeah, she's like flipping through papers as if she's like doing work. Like, mm-hmm. yes. calculations, math, uh, math, math. <laughs> yes, yes, math, math, math. Um, don't look at me. I'm just doing math. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear him mention that the target committee is selecting targets for the bombs upstairs. What did the two of you do? I like look over at Hush. Can she... They're deciding upstairs. Is it possible for her to... See the future... Specifically, like, what would happen upstairs if they went and, uh... Murderized all the people in that room? (laughs) So you want to know if... If if going upstairs and interfering there somehow would would mitigate or scuttle the project, or could scuttle the project, I guess. I see, I see. Um... She's grasping at straws. (laughs) Because she is hopeless. I'm trying to think what you should roll, or if anything. Um... Let's see. So, so would going up there and killing the people in that room would it mitigate the disaster? Um, I'll go ahead and tell you. Your your eye flares. You look into the future. The answer is no, oh, Jesus. because the decisions have already been made. Uh, 
If only you had gotten here sooner. Okay, hold on. Uh, what uh, <laughs> Omission turns a gun on the narrator. <laughs> if only we had Does that does that thought cross uh Hush's oh. mind? I think it might. Uh, I think you have a little thought bubble pop up outside of your head. Dot, dot, dot. If only we had gotten here sooner. Dot, dot, dot. Um, But Darby, as you're thinking about what to do, Mitchell, you are kind of away and out of view from everybody, kind of behind the gadget. Your back is up against the wall in kind of this tight space. You see all this exposed wiring and mechanisms. You see some tools have been laid out ready for you. You are all alone with the gadget. What do you want to do? Oh, God. He's, like, looking at it like... New Mexico, or what America will do to a foreign nation with this. Mm -hmm. I mean, the bomb's not complete. Maybe it won't do as much damage. And I'd rather... But I can't make the decision for Hush. This is their mission. He'll, um... He'll take, like... Because we looked at, like, the schematics and everything. Uh, so... He'll... He'll cut the, the wires and stuff to try to trigger a, um... A, a fallout. Um... Something that could be fixed if addressed, like, quickly and, um, uh, by someone who, like, knows what the problem is. Almost like if you threw a spider into a hard drive and, it's like, someone very specific would know, um, if possible. So, so what exactly are, what, what do you want to do with this bomb? You want to create a fallout. What, what does that mean? Explain that. Uh, like, um, I, I want it to start, uh, to, uh, cut all the, uh, wires and gadgets that keep it cooled, um, and start leaving, leading it to a meltdown that could be fixed if you know or knew what happened to it, uh, quickly enough. Um, okay. To just kind of push things towards a decision. And a decision that has to happen quickly. Okay. Um, Omission, I would like you to roll a take a risk. Uh, and I would like you to roll with uh, examine. Or, no, that examine's a move. Investigate. All right. Uh, you said uh, investigate, right? Mm-hmm. So 2d6 plus your investigate okay. stat. 10? A 10. Uh... You do have insecure, so that's a minus two. Oh, oh God, yes. Uh, so eight. Okay. Uh, so an eight. On an eight, you do it imperfectly. The EIC tells you how your approach might lead to unexpected consequences. Accept those consequences or mark one stress. Okay, so. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, so you start snipping wires, and you. I'll give you your choices. It either... Oh my gosh, how do I want to do... <laughs> diabolical. How do you want to detonate um, the bomb? <laughs> yeah, how do, how do you want to blow up New Mexico, Mitchell? Um, 
How do you want to do with this against the entire state of New Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it is hot there. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, so the unexpected consequence is it's going to start melting down right now and very, very quickly. Like, you may not have time to escape. Do you want to accept that consequence or do you want to mark one stress to not make that happen? Uh, say it again. <laughs> so, your unintended consequence is you sniff the wires and the meltdown process starts right now and you will only have a very short amount of time to escape this base. Or you can mark one stress to do it as you want it to. Very short time. I'm not marking stress. Okay. So, omission, I think you start snipping those wires and uh, as you snip, 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 we see the onomatopoeia, snip, snip. And as you snip one wire, we see like the metal on your scissors or pliers, whatever you are using, starts to sizzle just from the heat. And omission, you wipe your forehead and you realize it is getting very hot in this lab. Does Hush notice that it's suddenly, as she's like, she's like muttering to herself, she's like, you know, eyes moving through like things that no one else can see, but she's just like watching like flashes of the future. Does she feel this heat begin well, to? Uh, I mean, I think, I think that depends on what you're doing. You were focused on like the room. So like, I don't know. Are you still focused on the room and kind of the decisions that are made there? Like maybe going up there or are you focused? Like his omission just kind of like whoop went behind the bomb out of you. So what are you focused on? She's focused on alternate solutions, but would her vision change because of what just happened? Because that future Maybe. where they're upstairs doesn't really happen anymore if the bomb melts yeah. down and just like <laughs> suddenly it's just instead of viewing the room, it's just bu- viewing this smoldering crater. Uh, yeah, I Mexico. think. Um, yeah, so you have like this panoramic this kaleidoscope of all these different futures coming through that fractured eye and i think a few of them start to go dark like the fragment is still there but the scene that was depicted in it is missing something has drastically changed and darby or not darby hush as you're contemplating this we see like just a bead of sweat rolling down from your temple over your cheekbone and down to your chin as you notice it's kind of getting hot in here. Both eyes looking at omission. What did you just do? You gotta make your choice quickly. Which one matters most? Does at a quick gallop of the future, is there a way that she can stop this? I don't think she can. Hush. You look into the future. I'm not going to have you roll for this. Uh-huh. You look into the future. You see two paths in front of you. One path is you and Omission escape this facility, barely surviving, maybe having some radiation sickness from Fallout, but being able to escape with enough time to continue your lives together. On the other side, you see yourself sacrificing yourself to stop this bomb 
to stop this explosion, saving Omission and all the people in New Mexico. Man, so so to clarify, just double checked. New Mexico, <laughs> the entirety of the sides of New Mexico is one hundred twenty-one thousand square miles. Uh, the bomb blew up five square miles. It's gonna blow up all of New Mexico. Well, here's the thing: the gadget is in the same building as Fat Boy and or Fat Man and Little Boy. Uh huh. So the explosion would be exponentially more. Like triple the time. Yeah. Yeah. Enough to Um, cover all of New Mexico. (laughs) Maybe not all of New Mexico. Most of it. (laughs) Quite a bit of it. Just the weird places. Uh, I think Albuquerque is left alone, uh, but then everything else. Also, just remember, Deepak, Darby, times 10. Whatever happens here, times 10 on the Sunday game. I am being threatened. Listeners, viewers, eagle-eyed readers, I'm being threatened on this podcast. (laughs) So, Hush, you see those two paths in front of you. Omission is saying make a choice. It is time for you to make a choice. We need to run. Now. And she's just going to grab Omission by the collar and just run. Okay, so one of my powers is hyper empathy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I wanna it's difficult. Um, it's a difficult aspect of my power, but I do want a hyper empathy uh, hush because you want to understand what she's thinking? Yeah, like I'm worried. Uh-huh. How 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 does hyper empathy work? Is it Yeah, yeah, explain this to us. So, uh, part of, uh, it's not really a power, but more like a gadget or or something, you know, like Batman, uh, because no one ever recognizes him or sees him, he spent a lot of time just watching people and living his life through Mm. the interactions that people have with each other. So one of his simple things that he has is hyper perception and then right above it in difficult is hyper empathy. Uh, even though he is horrible at conversations, he's watched people enough uh because that's all he can do he can't interact with the world but he can watch it um so he spent enough time looking at people to know the kind of ticks and uh movements that generally people use to express their feelings and the things that they're trying to hide okay so it's kind of like you you just have a better insight than most like you can pick Mm -hmm. up on body language cues facial cues yeah, it's not, nothing like super powered. It's just he's had yeah, a lot of yeah. time to just watch. Sure, sure. Uh, go ahead and roll in uh, ex- and examine. So roll plus your investigate. And uh, hush, there is a move called aid or interfere. Mm-hmm. Um, aid. If you if you would like to interfere with omissions roll, um, you we don't we didn't set up any bond clocks for you because you're not an NPC, but mm-hmm. you could mark a stress. To have them take a minus two to their next roll. Or a plus two. So what if, is if you can, stress? <laughs> or a plus one. <laughs> oh, yeah. So plus. stress is 
um, it's it's kind of momentary. It fades away after a few days. It's not permanent like conditions. Well, conditions aren't permanent, but you have to like narratively address them. Mm-hmm. Stress just kind of goes away with time. Uh, but stress is mainly used to activate abilities in combat. Um, and it's kind of looking like we won't have a combat scene, but who, but who knows? Who knows? Right now you have a full stress track. Or not full stress track. You have a blank stress track. Mm-hmm. So would you want to um, interfere with omission somehow? I don't know if she would have the wherewithal to. Okay, okay. I mean, you know omission better than anyone on this planet. Yeah, anyone ever. Like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> you are it. There is no one else who will know omission more than Hush. I don't think she cares if you know. I don't think she cares if okay. you know right now how she's feeling. Okay. Well, this works out. Let's go ahead and roll <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay, so omission hush starts pushing you towards the door. It's time to go. All right, we'll go. Uh, keeping a hand on hers. Is there a way to shift a condition uh, from mean? one condition to a different condition? Uh, not not in the current rules. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Cause uh, in my I I I can see another condition that I think that she'd be feeling way more right now than <laughs> than hopeless. Well, yeah. actually, too. But also, you know, uh, what is it? Achievements that levels you up, right? I, I should probably do that. Yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> whenever you forgetting. roll a zero through six, you get to mark an achievement. So, uh, Mitchell, what is omissions achievements at? Uh, I'm full at five. So um, nice. I, so you can. Uh, I think I updated. Yeah. yeah, you can scroll over to the advancement tracker uh, on the bottom tabs, and you can pick out, uh, you can clear your uh, achievements, and then choose a new advancement. Level yourself up. <laughs> I feel like something <laughs> bad's about to happen, and I, I told them to do as they wept. <laughs> I don't want it. Congratulations, you leveled up. I never wanted this. Uh, you know what? I think I, I have something that might be really cool. Um, so I'm going to choose a new borderline power in your profile. Um, uh, and uh, it's probably borderline uh, impossible. But uh, uh I feel like uh, his ability to make things um, gone or forgotten um, can sometimes go beyond himself into other things, um, which might become relevant soonish. Okay, interesting. So, how would you how would you word that power? Um, I'm going to put uh, his his. Uh, for impossible, his power has grown in such a way that even death uh, doesn't realize he uh, is there, and he can kind of push this onto um, the things around. Uh, I'm sure there's a better way to phrase that. Oh, okay. So I, f- I feel like making death forget about you. Yeah, is different. Yeah, I need to think. What would like? Guess I guess. Um, things to be forgotten uh in terms of like mass and and energy and all that stuff within like a certain uh meters around him (laughs) you make your cells forget that they need to die 
<laughs> yeah, it's kind of like um, you just you no longer exist. Him. Okay, so uh, is this is this making uh, like death forget omission exists, or is this death making death forget that somebody else exists? Um. Can it be a bubble, like a three meter bubble or a two meter bubble? Okay, so impossible right now. He has <laughs> he has the weird thing, which is have people remember him when he's not present, and have people's attentions, yeah. uh, which is a dream. Um, so, so you you unlocked a borderline power. So this would go in like the borderline section. Is, oh, I see borderline. Is there? Okay, yeah, they don't have anything higher than borderline, right? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, borderline is the most difficult power. <laughs> well, Mitch, uh, keep keep thinking about what exactly the power is going to be, uh, and let's go back to the scene, the narrative. Uh, so you're hush, you're pushing omission towards. He is holding your hand. What's happening? Uh, Hush is just running through the building. Stealth is... There There are alarms over this building, right? Um, yeah. Like I fire think... alarms? Yes. Definitely fire alarms. I think she's gonna pull one. Okay. As they're running. Okay. So as you're running, you, you pull on these fire alarms and like the uh, those weird shaped klaxons mm-hmm. uh, start blaring out. And you see all these heads snap around in attention. You see people hurriedly rushing and running, yelling to each other, uh, grabbing what they can or maybe grabbing nothing at all as they're just trying to clear the radius. Uh, and she's, she's just running. She is like her head is like pounding but she's just one hand on omission the other hand the her eyes just constantly like flicking around like to get them to the exit to get them to a car to get them to floor it to the edges of this of where this radius is going to be as fast as possible mm-hmm. yeah you uh and you are doing that doing that doing that um Darby, well, uh, I'm going to have you make a roll. Uh, why don't you roll? Uh, sure, let's take a risk. You are using your powers to perform in a risky situation. And let's see, you, you described it again as using that eye. So I guess roll plus investigate. Take a risk. There it is. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, that's ten. A ten. All right, so you do it. Describe for us how you find this car that's going to get y'all to the radius. Uh, sort of using the chaos of the people running from these, like, the fire alarm, thinking, like, oh, there's a fire, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but thinking about just all those memories flashing back at the nights where she woke up, those nightmares, those visions of the future. Her left eye almost starts to move separately from her right as it's just uh, focused and tracing almost like a path where she's seeing a few seconds in the future. Oh, there's going to be a person blocking the way here. You need to go left. Like, Mm -hmm. just like that um, until it focuses in on 
a vehicle uh, with enough gas in its tank and can go fast enough that she can, once they get in, just floor it. I know so, my power. What is your power? So, difficult, um, I have erase a memory of a conversation. Borderline, I'm adding erase a memory of a relationship. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, while they're uh -oh. running. Uh-oh. Hey, 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 hey. If you inflict emotional damage on yourself, that is on you. <laughs> uh, that is your decision <laughs> and your prerogative, and therefore cannot reflect badly on me. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I think at this point in time, like, looking back at Hush's hesitance in, like, the birthday party, um, he, as they approach this vehicle, is just going to try to wipe all of this away so that she doesn't have to deal with the guilt of uh, what is happening right now. Okay. So you're wanting to erase Hush's memories of this project like site why what's happening here um or of her relationship with you yeah i guess like relation like uh trying to see what what the memory would do uh if he was never present um like would it still register that she should be here or would it how would it fill in the gaps uh so i guess like the borderline power we can change from either relationship to like a uh, more significant like time period or something instead of just a conversation as difficult was. Can he do that with her null ability? Oh my You're god! So right. Oh my god! So you got right. me blocked. You got me blocked. <laughs> okay. Got blocked, baby. <laughs> borderline power. I have a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Concussions win. Oh I'm just like so right. <laughs> <laughs>
in th- three years, I think. Um, and if you don't know who Jaime is, Jaime was Bill on Misconceptions. He is one of my longest and oldest and dearest friends. Um, and I didn't realize how much I had missed seeing him until, you know, we drove all the way out to where he lives now and, and got to see him. And we stayed up way too late talking. Um, but it was good for my emotional health. And uh, I say all that to say I hope that you are finding time and making time for your mental health. And if things are busy for you, just taking a moment and pausing and uh, just doing something for yourself that will bring yourself joy. Uh, now that that PSA is out of the way, let's say thank you to Darby for bringing such energy, such uh, imaginativity, and such creativity to our show. It was a blast having Darby on and <laughs> matching Darby's creative energy with Mitch's creative chaos uh, just really makes these last two episodes very very good Uh, and I hope that you are excited to listen to how this little episode will end and as you might know we are a patreon supported show all of our funds on patreon go towards supporting our cast paying them five dollars for every episode that we spend recording uh, and also for paying for website hosting fees and you know artist to draw pictures for our characters Uh, and we had a goal of $400 a month, and that was to sustainably pay our performers $5 for every episode that we recorded. Uh, And this isn't payment for editors either. That would be a future goal that I would love to get to. Um, But we have fallen below that goal, as is the case of Patreon-supported shows. Uh, You know, when we came out with the new show, a lot of people that were here for City of Mist content kind of left us high and dry. And, you know, I understand you can only pay uh, for this free show that we put out for so long, but we would love it if some new listeners could come alongside us, help support us, and help us get back to that $400 a month goal so we can sustainably pay our performers $5 for every episode that we spend recording. We would appreciate it so, so much, and it would just really, really help us out. So if you like our show, please uh, click the link below, go to our Patreon, give $1, give $2, or give $5 a month. Any amount would really, really help us out, and we would appreciate it so much. But with all our show notes out of the way, let's get back to this episode in a, a shockingly emotional finale of this episode. Anyways, uh, Hush is flooring it. Uh, she's just gonna push Hush's, or uh, not Hush's head, uh, Omission's head down uh, as she just like, it doesn't matter if there's a gate or um, or if there are guards shooting at them, uh, skirt the vehicle as much as she needs to, uh, and, and just floor it as much as she can. Okay. Yeah, picking, we see a couple of panels if you like. 
smashing through one of the wooden bars that goes off the road. Uh, people jumping and dodging out of the way as you are driving, holding your mission's head down. Um, you're just flooring it down these mountain back road passes, uh, back towards town, back to get on the road and just drive uh, south. Um, but we did the right thing, right? Ush doesn't say anything. Ush. Ush. Just at a certain point, foot still on the pedal, she just like tears off a bit of the lab coat that like, fashions of something to cover her eye. Yeah, he'll just be back at the base. Become smaller. We just have the panels of omission looking in the rearview mirror. And it just those mountain range getting smaller and smaller. And then we just see a bright flash of light. Uh, and it's difficult for you to look at and as the light fades this ugly mushroom cloud of smoke and ash and dirt mars the New Mexico skyline and it reaches up into the stratosphere pluming out in all directions and as you drive and you're flooring it, you see just a shock wave running towards, running across the ground, chasing after you. And it hits your car, and your car starts to skid and veer. And I think the two of you go off the road and into a ditch. Uh, who who would come to first? Hush. Maybe. Yeah, hush. Okay, Look. hush. I think you come to first, and you are um, you come to. I think there's a little gash on your head from the crash. We see smoke billowing out from the uh, the front end of the the vehicle. Um, it's just in the dirt, nose dived into this ditch, and I think you kind of turn and look. Your your neck aching, having to twist your shoulders, and you still see that ugly column of smoke that had previously uh, marred the Japan or the Japanese skyline now marring the skyline of New Mexico United States um, omission is still unconscious next to you what do you do is the car drivable it is not how far are we from like the nearest settlement how, however far you want to be. Couple it's all miles. narrative. Couple miles, maybe? Sure. I think... I think she's just, like, crying. Like, there's tears, like, streaming down the, her right eye, which is exposed, and then, like, the makeshift thing that she tied around her head also has, mm -hmm. like, getting damp. Um... I think Hush is going to sit on the wreckage of the car and just wait for a vision to wake up. She's staring back at the mushroom cloud. Yeah. I feel like uh, we, we turn to uh, a different panel and like the little eyes slowly start to slow, uh, oh, slowly open uh, as he uh, looks over at Hush uh, and then just kind of undoes his seatbelt and falls against the car. Um, 
coughing. Uh, he takes off the doctor's jacket uh, and throws it on the ground as he sits next to Hush. You have no idea what you did. All those people. You have no idea what they're going to do. Someone had to pay the price. No one had to pay the price if we had just gotten there sooner. You don't know that. I do. I do, Milk, because you know what? So much has changed since we last spoke, since you last saw each other. And I have the distinct displeasure of knowing exactly how this could have changed. It all just ties back to you. You know, I wish for one thing uh, for my birthday, and that's that every year we could celebrate it together. But as a audience member of the world, not able to participate while things are set in motion that are beyond my control, I think I did what I could, and we did what we could, and there is no outcome where people would not have died, because that is the inevitability of every equation that has humanity people in it. People die, of course people die, but this isn't about death, this isn't about dying, this is about what This is about what comes after. This isn't about the simple lights out, people are gone. This land is scarred now. History is never, ever going to forget what happened here. Nor should they. They should remember that trying to make these things will always have a consequence. This wasn't made for scientific purpose it was it meant shouldn't to have, kill it shouldn't have come at the cost of all the lives of those innocent people all of those children who just were living lives they that their only crime was existing in this space because of what we did because of what you did omission if we had gotten there sooner and don't say you can't know that because I do if we had gotten there sooner, there was another way. There was many, many other paths we could have taken. If we had gotten there sooner, if we hadn't wasted time. I was selfish. And the murderers are on me. On me. I wish that were true. But I shouldn't have brought you on this mission. And my foolishness to bring someone that I cared about on a mission that I th that 
that would change the future of the world. We're done. Milk. I'm done. off the vehicle and onto the sandy dust below and put his hands in his pocket pulls out like a little birthday hat and places it on the ground nods and just starts walking away you just hear a very bitter laugh If only I didn't have this gift, then I wouldn't have to remember when I didn't look at you anymore. She just turns and stares at the cloud. And so we have this final panel of Hush, her back turned to the reader, looking towards this smoke plume in the fu- in the background. Omission walking towards a reader. A birthday hat placed in the road in between them. And down in the bottom corner, we see the words, To be continued. End of episode. Yeah! <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Tales to Inspire. We will be back with our next episode on April 17th. If you have social media, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Like and follow us at Misconceptions Pod for up-to-date information about the show, behind-the-scenes pictures, and just to show us your general positive feelings about the show. We also have a Discord. You can click the link below to join our Discord so that you can chat with other friends of the show and chat with other cast members directly. We also have an email. If you would like to contact us that way, you can email us at misconceptionspod at gmail.com This show is fully supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. If you would like to join that elite group of supporters and gain access to exclusive content, please consider joining our Patreon. The Tells to Inspire theme song was composed by Esteban Del Pino. You can find out more about his music on fiverr.com slash iam underscore W-A-K-E. The special guest featured in this episode was Darby. You can find her on at Chaotic Darby on Twitter. Omission was played by Mitchell Wallace, who can be found at Mitch Bustillos on Twitter. And I'm David White, your editor-in-chief. You can find me at Mr. Banana Socks on Twitter. The role-playing game system used in this production was a modified version of the Worlds in Peril role-playing game by Sam Joko Publishing, featuring elements from the Avatar Legends role-playing game and Masks a New Generation role-playing game, both by Magpie Games. Tales to Inspire is a product of the Misconceptions Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and buy cool merch at misconceptionspod.com. And that's it for this week's episode of Tales to Inspire. Thank you so much for listening, and keep it nerdy, y'all.
Alright, uh, listeners, that was very emotional. Um, uh, Darby and Mitchell, thank you so much for this tragic story that you have <laughs> woven together. Um, but uh, but what, what, what do y'all think? How do y'all think that, that episode went? What's your takeaways? Oh, that was good. Was it bad? <laughs> I like... <laughs> <laughs> At a certain point, I was opening my mouth and saying words, and I don't really remember what I said. <laughs> hey, that's a fugue state. That's just RPG fugue. Yeah, that's uh, that's the parts of grief. Uh, <laughs> so to everyone who lives in New Mexico, um, yeah, oopsie, my, my bad. Yeah, my bad. Do you want to know what Hush was feeling? Yeah. Uh, ex like unending grief <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, <clears throat> i so i was i mean the way it worked out is beautiful but i was like kind of thinking like oh she's like she's gonna sacrifice herself and use her powers to like nullify the blast somehow <laughs> but like it's gonna kill her and then you're like we run and i was like Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I I saw the look on your face. I'm like, ah, this seems like a a little bit of a turn. <laughs> to be uh, fair, the diners we went to in New Mexico, subpar. <laughs> yeah, they were so bad yeah, that they should just be blasted off the map. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, jeez. Wow. I, so, I think it's I it's mean, the perfect amount of tragic because it. It was just that she's still out there somewhere. She just yes. doesn't want to remember. The only person who can remember Omission doesn't want to remember him. She's pretty pissed right now, uh, to say the least. Uh, but I'm also very curious on how it, how or if this even changes America. They're just like, eh, let's just build it in Texas and we'll up the security. Uh, and then let's just bomb Japan. There we go. Do they, we, we got this. Did it actually... Did we set out what we... Did we complete what we set out to do? Did they think it was just a malfunction of the bomb? I don't, I don't know. I So after every recording session, especially recording sessions with Mitchell, um, because he always picks <laughs> up the timeline, mm-hmm. uh, I have mm-hmm. to spend like... Oh, yeah, we killed like, Hitler. <laughs> yeah, you killed yeah. Hitler. You detonated the bomb in New Mexico instead of Hiroshima. So, like, I have to, like, contemplate and go into a meditative state for, like, a week afterwards and, like... What does this mean for the alternate history of our world? Um, I, I have no idea. Would this? So, if it was a malfunction, uh, like, because the public had no knowledge this was going on, they had no idea that the the uh, bombs were a thing until they were dropped, and then Truman was like, "Hey, we dropped some bombs earlier this morning. Uh, they're going to be great, and it's going to end the war." Um, so like, would the bombs detonating, claiming civilian lives on American soil, what would that do for, you know, the American aggression that so occupied the fifties and the sixties? Yeah. Uh, does it mean the, the, the hippie movement starts sooner? Um, if it can be connected, yes. Uh, if it, uh, like if it is connected to superheroes, what is that going to do to public opinion of superheroes? Orgies were invented faultiness? 20 years before. <laughs> yes. Because hippies, uh, right? Because hippies. 
Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to like really <laughs> think about what this means going forward. Um, but yeah, this is this is something else. Um, and Darby, something that never came up in the narrative was uh, this the eye patch thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't have an eye patch before. Now you had an eye patch. You were able to see the future now. Um, do you want to kind of divulge to our listeners what what was going on with that? Sure. Um, so Hush, uh, I think, always had sort of leanings of anti-government. Oh, things could be better if, like, we kind of just... Future could be better if we just did things. Mm-hmm. Out in the, like more active out in the open, we could influence the future. And uh, thusly was contacted by. Is this okay to talk about? Is this is this good? Yes. Yep. Go, okay. go ahead. Yep. Yeah. Was contacted by a group known as the Eyes of Alexander, who mm-hmm. utilize these like shards, these crystals to see the future or it's not really vision you described as like algorithms to to calculate things yeah yeah Um, yeah so it's this the secretive clandestine group that has these crystals that listeners you've actually seen one of these crystals already but they use these crystals like see timelines and make calculations to try to lead humanity towards this utopian society where problems are solved everybody's living in peace um so yeah they they approached hush Mm -hmm. and though she she couldn't quite literally use the crystals because of her nullification ability she became a valuable asset because she could nullify people trying to interfere with meetings except for things like bombs um funnily enough uh wires and gears and cogs and stuff don't stop working around her uh Mm -hmm. so on the one occasion that someone planted a bomb at their meeting location before anyone had gotten there, crystals blew up and several shards landed in her eye. Uh, Ice Queen style. (laughs) Yes, love it. Yeah, so whereas before, like, you would engage with, you would make the choice to engage with the crystal to see the lines of fate in front of you, with the crystals embedded in your eye, like, you had no choice. You had these mm-hmm. fraction visions of the future. Um, and uh, they were worse whenever Hush was asleep. Um, yeah. But think think like that scene in Doctor Strange of, like, Dormammu, I've come to bargain. <laughs> but um, if you took every... Every time he did that scene and then layered it all on top of each other all at the same time forever. That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of how she sees if she's just uh, awake and like eye patchless. Yeah. Also, does my uh, reconcile? I forget how my other drive gets unlocked. Um, but yeah. Uh, I have coping that mechanism where um, hiding your true feelings. So I don't know if that gets unlocked from this very tragic, like yeah, <laughs> push everything uh, down. Which so most so we're we're actually going to get to some some questions, and one of the questions will be about that in a second. Um, but first, just like we'll, we'll we'll answer like the game mechanic questions, but like yeah, any yeah. any other takeaways, anything else we want to 
answer well, before we ask questions. I <laughs> I feel like this also like works very well for um, omissions like eventual kill Hitler narrative, which is he does not like being an audience member in fate. Uh, mm. He when given the chance, will always try to be an active participant no matter what the outcome is because at least he knows it's his fault rather than his fault for uh, not moving. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is something that didn't come up in the narrative as well, but it was something we talked about when creating uh, Hush and kind of figuring out what her relationship is with Omission is that Hush is the reason that Omission is on Operation American Defense. Yeah, I'm curious about that now. (laughs) Yeah, somehow she orchestrated getting Omission on the team to be like the the moral compass and like to be the agent on the inside of this team. Um, Whether that was misguided or not is up to anyone to decide. Free crystal shenanigans is shenanigans. She just kind of got. She, she had a. They told her that the team would be important. She put someone she cared about on the team, and uh, I mean, the team was certainly important. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, like, I'm I'm curious what her reasonings would be with, like, all that's happened. Like, I don't I don't know if she would feel like he was the moral compass that i mean probably still better i don't know it's just like complicated with what happened Mm -hmm. Uh, so far he has the biggest body count of any hero (laughs) in existence yeah uh i think she always knew a mission was uh wanted to be a mover and shaker and that's what she she relied on that's what she relied on here and uh it kind of shot her in the foot real bad um or a nuked her in the heart, more like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a very bad day. <laughs> yeah. Omissions, horrible, no good, very bad, atomically wasted day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Mondays, right? We've all yeah, been there. Mondays. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, any Anything else from this episode? Any, any ideas or shenanigans? It's just sad be interesting yeah. to see what hush does uh in the aftermath <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah and what is omission going to do because at i mean omission is miserable like his story is misery but at least he knew somewhere out there someone remembered him and someone looked forward to seeing him but now someone remembers him but loathes remembering him so yeah. what will that do to omission going forward I think, um, so I, I thought about the advancement and stuff like that, uh, but we'll get into that later. Um, but I think him walking just through, like, the desert and stuff like that for several weeks, um, mm. he's come to realize that uh, uh, the reason why he's forgotten is probably a good thing. You know, mm. like, he is not forgotten because uh, it was a mistake, but because somewhere out there someone knew the type of person he was and was trying to save everyone from him oh my so that's gosh. kind of his line of thinking and philosophy that slowly adopted day by day as he wanders through the desert and eventually <sighs> finds like the next city he can sleep and eat in i think wow. 
to make it worse, it's not even that Hush hates you. It's not even that Hush hates submission. It's like... Because, like, hate is easy. It's like a gnarled mix of, like... Because you were her friend, regardless of... I mean, she doesn't have the same attachments that Omission did, right? Because um, Cassandra's the only person who remembers Omission, but... You know, she was still a pretty isolated person. She didn't interact with a lot of people. Uh, she kind of kept to herself. Omission was one of her closest friends. Maybe more. After that last little night at the hotel at the motel. They cuddled. Had her thinking about things that she hadn't thought about before. Um, only to have what what she was building up to being this glorious moment of saving all these people and changing the course of history in a way that the organization that she was a part of wouldn't and were reticent to do. Only to see that maybe they were right and the reason that that happened was because of the person that she held almost dearest to her heart. Uh, and so it's like a gnarled mix of she she wants so badly to have changed things, but I mean, you know, feelings are complicated. She's angry. She's sad. She misses omission. Uh, a lot of depression. Just a lot everything. of depression. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. Permanent condition on my sheet. <laughs> depressed um, <laughs> okay okay well uh, if nobody has any more uh, like banter or anything like that let's go ahead and get to the like the mechanics of this end of session uh, chat which is in the special moves tab underneath end of session all the way over to the right uh, so at the end of the session, go around the table. Each player can answer one or more of the following questions. Which character made you feel like a welcome member of the team? That military how guy. You, <laughs> how have you grown detached from the team? What dangerous threat or complicated problem did you overcome? And did you fulfill one of your drive book goals? So who would like to answer these questions first? I can go. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I mean, definitely uh, Hush made Omission feel like a welcome member of the team. Um, okay. She trusted him. Uh, like, they were in the same room for a month. Like, uh, I mean, it's very like uh, something that other team members can't really do is have like this relationship that can build over time. Um, mm -hmm. even when he's gone and for someone to be able to check in uh, without seeing him and be like how are you doing like through a phone or just around the corner is very nice for him so he did feel very welcome okay. um, so uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think you you don't have a bond clock with Hush um, but uh, you can clear a condition or mark an achievement Mark an achievement. Let's just because I, I he's afraid, angry, and insecure, and I think that's just gonna be him forever. Okay. Uh, uh yeah. Any other questions or answers? Uh, I guess I should say. Yeah. So, how have you grown detached from the team? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I guess from his perspective, like, I, yeah. I, I think there's no way he knows things will ever go back the way it was. Um, and that's why he is the way he is, uh, um, and f will forever be so. Um, so yeah. 
so attached. Okay, so uh, step your bond clock up by one step with a character that caused you to feel that way. So did any, <laughs> even though they weren't present, did any of those characters make you feel that way? Oh, any from the, the main team? Yes, yeah. Anyone you have a step uh, uh, bond clock with. Oh, I mean, uh, definitely the doc. Yeah. Who, like, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> is fusion right <laughs> yeah dr fusion yeah like this wouldn't have happened if this mother yeah <laughs> wasn't yep. a part of it um yeah. so yeah he's uh he's definitely not happy about that uh okay yeah that they'll tie really nicely with the uh lead into <laughs> oh, Mission yes Kido. yeah yeah <laughs> what up mother <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh okay. Next answer. Um all right. So the next question uh is what dangerous threat or complicated problem did you overcome? We solved Hiroshima. Yep. Yeah. By causing New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh oh god. Uh, yeah, it was it was horrific. Yeah. Okay, uh, so mark one achievement. Yay. <laughs> and then that last question is, did you fulfill one of your drive book goals? And you had mentioned uh, coping mechanism. Yeah. Uh, so he the- has, Oh, yeah, the drive book, yeah, because his origin is I am a freak, and he believes mm-hmm. himself a monster, which I think was just solidified by this, mm-hmm. uh, and reconcile my, my past. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, you had mentioned coping mechanism, and the unlock conditions for coping mechanism is uh, you give the table a glimpse of the vulnerability you cover up with violence, wisecracks, or both. <laughs> I feel like like this episode definitely had some more vulnerable moments that the rest yeah. of the team hasn't uh, gotten to see. Um, yeah. I, and I, I think even the end there, um, I feel like there was still a fondness that was communicated through both of their words. Okay. Yeah, sure. So go ahead and uh, unlock coping mechanism. Yay! So you, you have that drive book move available to you. Um, I can now cope with my insecurities <laughs> by heckling my opponents. Perfect. Oh, oh God! When an enemy does something to you to trigger a memory in your past, <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Darby, you are a guest. Um, maybe Hush will be back in the future. So, would would you like to answer these questions? Sure. Uh, should I also pick an origin and drive? Because I see there's two here. Um. No, not 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 for this one shot. We kind of skipped that just so we could get to the recording. Look, we all know mm-hmm. the fans are going to want a Hush and Omission side uh, comic book strip uh, where they're like. Hey, there's another bomb in Canada, and you're like, "Let's do this." It's like a next time that Obish is about to change the future, you just see like Hush, like waiting in an alleyway for you. 
<laughs> oh no! <laughs> Uh, good time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, we didn't do bomb clocks for you because it was just a one shot. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can clear condition or mark an achievement. Clear condition. clearing that hopeless uh-huh she is she is certainly not hopeless anymore <laughs> <laughs> all right next question have you grown detention from the team also don't have a bond clock so that doesn't mm-hmm. really matter what dangerous threat or complicated problem did you overcome dying by atomic bomb yeah you definitely overcame that problem uh so go ahead and mark another achievement yeah. Uh, and then, and then you don't have. Yeah, I don't have a drive. So, calls. but but who knows? Because Darby, it was a blast playing with you, and <laughs> I, know, I, I personally would love to see you back on the podcast. So so maybe Hush will be back. Maybe in Yay. a one may, Maybe in a semi-recurring status. Who knows? I haven't even talked to Darby about that. I'm, we can't make those decisions. Um, but, Darby, it was an absolute blast uh, gaming with you. Um, and I would just like for you to take a moment, and if people uh, liked your talents, and I'm 100% sure that they did, where can they find more of you at? Uh, you can find more of me on uh, Twitch and Twitter. My handle is chaoticdarby. Uh I'm a TTRPG player, streamer, possum, and all-around menace on the internet. So you can find me uh, kind of trundling through garbage all over the place. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I just kind of, I exist in many places. The most steady steady and consistent places being uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays on my own streams. Okay. Cool. Well, uh... This brings us to the end of this very emotional episode. Darby, again, thank you. Mitchell, as always, thank you for bringing the chaos and the ideas that keep me on my toes. Uh, this is this is a great episode. Before we close out, do y'all do y'all have anything? No, it's I. Oh God, Darby, you <laughs> suffer so much for this. What? What? You? You literally made me cry. So many times on Shadowrun. This is this is fair, yeah. even equality. Would you would you commit would you commit crimes against just me, a little possum? I'm just Yeah, I would. I'm just, just a, a I'm just possum. a little guy. I'm just a little friend. Yeah, look, for for all the GMs out there, okay, the uh the GM player relationship doesn't end at the table. It continues on and through machinations in the dark, you find your way. <laughs> I'm gonna message Nikki right now. I'm gonna message Nikki right <laughs> now, Mitch. You watch me. Alright. Well, this brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for playing. And we'll see you next time. Bye.